Welcome back to another episode of Create Worldwide, the podcast. I'm Paulina. And I'm Tom. And we are back. Welcome. We're happy to be here with another episode. Yes, we are back. Last week, <laughs> materials. This week, overall building massing and how we design it. Thank you for listening. That's the episode. No. <laughs> um. Well, I think uh, yeah, uh, last week talking about materials and finishes and stuff, it, it really got us to thinking of the whole like design process and like decision making process that goes into a whole building that I know we've said it a lot before, but it really is incredible to look at the difference of designing at school than what it is to design at the office or at a studio when you're designing for real clients for for um real locations real contexts so yeah. uh yeah it got us to thinking that uh, we could like continue talking about um this contrast <laughs> so to yeah say. Well, i mean you know Yeah, if you just sit back and look at a building, there are, you know, there's different angles that you could be looking at it from. There's different parts that bump out. There are different parts that go in. There are different parts that go higher. There are different parts that go lower. There's, you know, there's many design choices that you make to, when designing, you know, a storefront or an overall building uh, be, for someone to look at. It catches their eye and they go, ooh. You know, I want to go to that place because it, it's got some pop to it. Or, ooh, I want to go to that place because, you know, their sign looks, you know, like a, like some right. sign that I've never seen before. And, it's, and it's like, just, forget, forget the eye-catching stuff for a minute because that's, or at least in my opinion, that's like a must. And it's something that you also worked at, like, at school on your project. Like, you also tried to incorporate this into your project at school. But, like... Yeah. For me, it's been amazing to learn about all the things that are going to the actual shape and mass of a building that have nothing to do with the eye catching. Like, let's let's just even start with where your building is located. Like, yeah, the actual piece of land that it's going on. Um, like, there's there's setbacks that you have to respect. Uh, there's yeah. um, like zoning stuff that you have to take into consideration so you have to this is where architecture meets i guess like like laws and politics and stuff where you have to actually go and learn about about the code and learn about the the town's normative in regards yeah. to buildings so even before you start thinking about the actual design in regards to like aesthetic you have to start thinking about the the fact that This building has to meet the code, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, other than the code, you know, if you take that, if you take that code and, you know, you, you think about what we do, uh, you know, architecture, planning and design. So site planning is a huge part of 
what we do, especially with those larger centers that we do that you and I both are aware of that we've had our hands um, in and um, doing design and and doing drawings for. And it's, it's always an interesting process because there's so many different things that you could do that'll impact that specific site layout. You know, right, and like you have to start thinking, like talking about sites, um, about the actual site of the project. It's so like for me, it's been very, very funny or like very because uh, on the site plans that I've worked with, uh, that I've worked on with some people here at the office. For example, you have the site plan, and then for the building you're proposing, which at that point it's just basically an outline you just kind of want to get the square footage and kind of say okay (laughs) there's going to be 10 tenants or five or two or or whatever you need x amount of parking lots right but then if the client comes back and says oh i want to make it a little bit larger or i want to make this a restaurant instead of a 10 each of like each decision has its its own like repercussions so to say or its own conditions so that, okay, it's not only making the building larger in in mass, then you have to go back and look at the site plan and you have to add uh, parking lots or you have to add uh, like, stuff like that. Like, okay, trash enclosures, yeah. if you're going to have uh, more tenants or a restaurant or etc. So that's also something that you never take into consideration, for example, at school. I, I, I remember I had like... Um, like some classes that did did have us doing site plans and like more yeah, like yeah. landscaping and urban design but no one ever told me like you need x amount of parking lots per x square feet you know what i mean so really? th- that's well they did tell us you need oh, x amount of okay. of parking lots but it wasn't like if you later went on and made your building a little bit larger or you changed the mm-hmm. use, your teacher would come back and make you rearrange your whole whole site plan. Like that wouldn't happen because that's it's going too far, yeah. I feel like. Like it was at the beginning, so you understood the code yeah. and the normative, but then the site plan stayed as it was, and then you worked on the building because I understand I mean I understand why school does it that way because mm-hmm. it would be impossible for you to work on everything at the same time and then continue changing and changing but that's what happens in the real world so that's very interesting yeah exactly there was there was uh there was one project we worked on in school that you just reminded me of um where it was a multi-use building it was residential it was you know you needed a restaurant you needed a uh, like a recreational space you needed um, like some type of learning center, residential, and parking. And what a lot of people ended up doing with that parking was, was they were like, "Okay, there's a main, there's a main road right there. Let's just throw the parking underground." And it was like, "No, <laughs> that's not always the answer." You know, you can't just throw parking underground. You can't just you know put the residential on top because that makes the most sense and span the entirety of the site. Right. It's it's right. you know you want these you want everything to kind of have this natural flow to it where every single thing makes sense residential separated from commercial commercial separated from the parking the parking is separated from you know where the public really wants to be you know you you want that the somewhere away or or you can make it part of your design and you could make it a very interesting part of it so 
that that also uh, made me think about you know like we've mentioned before we do a lot of commercial work yes and I personally did not work on a lot of like commercial stuff at school my school was uh, more focused on like uh like residential mm -hmm. and um sometimes like public buildings but more we did like libraries or we did like museums schools etc stuff like that and we didn't do a lot we did some but we didn't do a lot of like commercial so okay. here uh i've learned a lot i create about little things that have a huge impact on the actual building and it's the fact that you have to think about your dis what you're designing and what its purpose is going to be so what you're saying reminded me of for example um the the shape of your building and the place where you're gonna like the the area of your project where you're gonna place the commerce is probably the area that has more visibility or that has yeah that you can see when you're driving by you don't want to put your residential there or you don't want to put you know what i'm saying so yeah i that's also something that you have to take a lot into consideration like which is seems fairly obvious but it's still very important that it's what are yeah. you designing so you want here we have that discussion all the time like your tenant sign has to be visible um, I was from yeah, the parking I was, lot. I was just about to say, was, uh, just to follow off yeah. what you were saying. Sorry to cut you off, but the like, I, I would say arguably one of the more like top five most important things in any building that we're designing here is sight lines. That is unbelievably important. That's something that I'm dealing with right now. That's what you and I were talking about prior, where it's if you can't see the sign of something in a commercial uh, building, you're like. But that's horrible because right and it's sorry it's not it's not about making it large some something that's yes. like it's yeah. not about making it huge or making it pink or making it neon that's where architecture comes in like you want it to i don't know maybe be at an angle or put it on a strategic mm -hmm. point or i don't know do a design an architectural design around it give it give it a nice area to sit on like the sign so it, it all comes back to how this original building is designed you you want like we said with the materials you want everything to feel intentional you you want this tenant sign to feel as if it's part of the design from the beginning and not as yeah. an afterthought where you just want to put a huge tenant sign just so people can see it from the street i yeah i mean exactly <laughs> because if e e even with the even um with like a push pull factor where you have if you have like the signs recessed you know let's say you're working on let's say just for overall idea you're working on a walmart let's say and you put you put their sign like a foot into like concaved into where their signage would be yeah from the front it might the design might look great but if you go 50 feet to the right of a giant parking lot, you're going to see Walmart. You're not going to see the T because it's yeah, back. That's right. And then you go 50 feet more and it's going to look like Walmart. You know, you're going to, yeah, you're going to start to lose the logo and people are going to be like, what the, what, yeah. that doesn't look good. And so. that, that also brings me, uh, like reminds me of a very important thing that I also, like I've been made more and more aware every day as I, as we work on more and more projects. And it's the, the fact that per perspective plays a huge role on everything so mm -hmm. like you like you just said you don't want to think about a design just looking at it 
from the front and from a perfect like 90 degree angle because that's not the reality. So that's where you have to start to wrap your mind around the fact that this is a building that like we did. Uh, we say this quote a lot in the office that it's like we design for sighted architecture, right? So it's not mm -hmm. you're not doing something that's just going to be looked at from the front or even uh, I also worked on a project um, like recently where on the elevations you could see a perfect like 90 degree angle like like roof you know yeah. what i mean like a triangular 90 degree angle roof yeah 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 and I then, know what you're talking about yeah and then um as we were work, working on it um that the some people at the studio told me the story of a building we 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 worked on before where they realized that this looks amazing from the front, but then when you're standing like in, in the ground, <laughs> you're not going to be able to see this perfect roof, yeah. like this perfect shape that you designed. So they were like, no, we need to change that. Either, either we need to make it pointier, like steeper, or mm -hmm. we need to change the whole design because this, you got to understand, this is not how it's going to look like when you're standing on the ground. Yeah. So that's also why that's... 3Ds are... Like designing in 3D is, or getting your buildings into 3D or into uh, perspectives is very important when yeah, you're designing because you got to think of it from you know a customer or from a you know someone going to that from that shopping center's perspective you know driving on the road being in the parking lot at point A point B point C at different angles you're looking at these different areas and you know three of the four could look amazing three of the four angles could look fantastic but that fourth angle if it looks horrible you're gonna have to you know you're gonna have to rework some stuff because ultimately you want the entire thing from every perspective to look presentable and very appealing in every way and have no flaws and that's exactly you know, that's what you want yeah no 100 percent, 100 percent. and also sometimes you even catch new things like for example um you're looking thinking about how your building is gonna look from a point like a point that you didn't think of before right like, like a perspective and mm -hmm. then you realize for example oh my god i have this huge blank wall that maybe could have some <laughs> fun art on it or could have a, a a graphic pattern or could have tile so it's like it also starts nurturing your design when you start looking at it from all perspectives so yeah. that's also something that's very interesting yeah something that's happened to and me <laughs> with the, with the, like a, it was like a eight foot wall that wasn't getting utilized and i was like oh my god i forgot about this wall but we got yeah. it in there it's okay the wall got in there yeah and and also going back to like the like code and uh, these the, like the, this aspect of architecture that affects your design, of course. I also remember uh, uh, like a project we work on that worked on that was close to like like an airport, so it was in air flying space, right? Mm. So it had a lot of restrictions regarding height. Yeah. So that's also where you come in as the architect to make a design that is not going to look make these buildings look like squished right because okay you you have to make them very low 
but then you have to i don't know use materials that m make it look taller look use vertical lines uh do breaks in the horizontals you know what i'm saying like yeah it's yeah i agree it's part of your job as an architect to work with all of these um like norms and and like stuff that you have to take into consideration for your project because you're not designing in a like in a blank canvas that has nothing on it no like mm. you have roads you have a context you have site um, conditions code exactly like what's going on in the actual site where the building is going you know grade change all that you know you're on an airport you got to worry about that height it's it's okay. a lot yeah and it's and like sometimes we even uh, we do it a lot. That is when we when we don't have the possibility of going to the actual site in person, or not all of us because we're not gonna pack up the whole office and, and go to the site. Um, we yeah. are constantly like in Google Maps or Google Earth, like driving up and down the streets or um, going to aerial view because you also want to take your context into yeah. consideration. Um, That's huge. Of course, you want to do something that is new and that is inspiring and that is innovative but at the same time you want to take into consideration your context so that's also something that is very important regarding massing and, and scale and and shapes so yeah 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 sometimes sometimes when you're uh designing in 2d uh a lot of the heights and widths of the building kind of get um I don't want to say misconstrued. I would say more of like just like the proportions of things kind of get off. Um, and you 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 really want to justify that. Um, and looking at three d, like we've said before, really, really pulls that together and and gives you a better idea of what you want. But then on top of that, when you're working with um you know depths, when you're working with signage uh, uh, depths and, you know, uh, column depths and what you want to put on the outside of the building how thick you want things you want everything to have a purpose you want it to look layered in a way where it appeals to the eye so you really have to take a moment and either whether it's in section or 3d you really want to look at that and and get a good idea of how this thing is built you know before you get to like the midway point because you're still you're still doing a lot of uh of um changes in the building up until like i'd say about fifth uh, until like halfway through so all the way like you really want to have a good idea of exactly what is happening with this building at every point like i said whether through section or 3d that is really important throughout the design process and that's something that myself and another senior architect in the office constantly do with all of our buildings is we make sure that everything makes sense to us and then we go to a manufacturer and say hey we want these canopies we want what's going here and maybe some things change a little bit because of what they manufacture but we already have a rough estimate of what's going in there so you really right, but that's like a, uh that's like a further point along in the process it's like when well, once you already have like your design right your concept at least your massing and your your idea and that's where i think it's important to get like 
get a sense of how your building is going to look like. Make sure it meets code, make sure it looks nice, make sure it's fully designed, like we're saying, like for sided architecture. And that's then that's the point where you start going to choose materials and then go to your manufacturers and then maybe do sections. And then you start like tweaking yeah. and, and changing stuff. Yeah. I agree. It, it canopies, canopies are one of those things where I count as building massing because it's something no, absolutely, that absolutely yeah. 100 yeah i'm just saying the manufacturer that's what i'm saying like it's fully no i i don't i don't i don't mean massing like uh like a box i mean the massing <laughs> like the overall shape yeah. including like that's what i said it, it should be fully designed like yeah. hopefully from the beginning you're thinking about what's going on these blank walls even though you haven't let's say chosen the tile or chosen the art you you know you want to do something graphic there and yes. then you know you want to do some sort of awning canopy or and you design it and then you go to your manufacturer of course yeah all mm -hmm. of these things it, especially because like those things are also regulated by code like it's happened to yeah. me before where it's like you you gotta put that push that canopy back like someone at the office tells me or I notice it myself that okay you gotta push that canopy back because it's gonna hit a truck for example it's too far a truck yeah. would hit it not that it's gonna hit a truck a, a truck would hit it because <laughs> um it's too far out on the sidewalk let's let's say so of course that all yeah. of these things go are are part of the building design also because you don't want them to feel like just slapped on like you don't just put a canopy to put a canopy Hopefully, if your canopy is there, it's because it's intentional and because it's part of your design and because you need shade there. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's, if, yeah. of course, it's part of your initial design because it has to be, because it's Intended. necessary for the project for to function, but you, as yeah. an architect, are making it look nice, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Right. Yeah, That's no. a good word. It's purposeful. Exactly. I mean, it's happened to me, too. A lot of trucks could be hitting things and you don't want that. And that's something you like when I started, I to be honest, I didn't think about because I like I wasn't that aware of all the variables that affected a design of a project. But of course, the mm -hmm. first time they that someone makes you aware of that or explains it to you, like, hey, the reason we we put the canopy up until this point is to make sure nothing's gonna hit it da, da, da. so that's that's very yeah and also oh that also reminds me <laughs> when i when i first um like when i first started working um on like at, at a studio uh it was also a very like drastic change for me in regards of not only going from school from designing a mass and, and a shape and stuff for school also that worked for Colombia, it's very different what works for Colombia than what works in the United States, especially for places that have seasons. Mm. So that mm -hmm. was also something that has to be taken into consideration, as, as we yeah. said before, in regards to context of how your building is going to look, how it's going to operate, how it's going to work, because it's completely different. Like it's absolutely, even design, I don't know, designing a project that has a, a tree that's a feature, right? Okay, yeah. I'm gonna do a hole in the canopy so this tree sticks out of it. Da da da. Okay, well that works 
in a place where that tree is going to be beautiful and alive but... for the whole year. But exactly. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it, it was very, very interesting to have like that change. And yeah, I mean, we, you know, Mr. C, another senior architect and I were, you know, we had a little, uh, little meeting with each other over the project that we're currently working on. Uh, one of the projects that we're currently working on. And, um, you know, the canopy was, you know, there was an issue where the canopy was, you know, coming out four feet. And it was, what about wind load? Uh, what about snow load? What about the amount of rain? Where's the rain going to go? Where's the snow going to go? Where are we going to put drains? Where's the tie-in? And it's all, you know, you. this is something that when you, you could put a canopy on something and it could look great. What what about all those factors I just mentioned? You know, these are all things in the design process. You're like, oh my gosh, you know, in school, you, never. You put a parapet, and you're you're like, okay, the water goes somewhere. But you know, <laughs> yeah, now you now you exactly. actually have to make that water go somewhere. <laughs> right, right. No, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, so, <laughs> there's there's a lot of variables that go into like, of course, being an architect, it's about designing, but it's about designing yeah. in an intelligent manner. It's not yes. just doing something that maybe looks good. And also part of the magic, I feel like, is when all of these things people don't notice, right? So you're walking down the mm -hmm. street and you just see a beautiful building and you don't see everything that goes be like everything that needs to happen so this building looks as beautiful and as put together and as yeah and in your mind you're not noticing oh the reason why i like this building is because it fits perfectly with the context because it's the perfect height it's the perfect uh, width it's uh, like but, all these things that were taken into consideration mm -hmm. when it was being designed but they just they just seem so natural and so intentional that you just see a beautiful building yeah, and here's the thing. I feel like you don't want them to notice the little things because if they notice the little things like yeah. the like the you know the how the water gets down and how the the, no, the no, snow is accounted saying. for because yeah. if you see snow piled up somewhere, you're gonna be like, this looks horrible. You know, those are the things you want no. to go and notice so yeah. that it's a seamless experience for someone to walk in to wherever they're going that we have designed and they walk out and they're like, okay, that was very enjoyable. This building's very nice. Da, 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 da. You know, exactly. all that. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. Want. Like, all you see is a beautiful building, but you don't see everything that goes yeah. into go, it. Ah, so, pretty. right. And that's, and that's the magic. I, I feel like that's like the fact that you are paying attention to the details. So people don't notice them and everything. And like we said before on the on the last podcast about materials, where you also want uh, these buildings to last a long time. That was regarding finishes, but I feel mm. like it's also relevant to this specific topic because when you're thinking about the design and the massing and the overall shape of the building, you also want to think about this, the fact that you want it to stay relevant um, through... Yeah like throughout time you don't want it to do a, do you don't want to do a crazy thing that in two or three years it's going to be outdated and no one's and it's not going to work anymore right um be worst case exactly so like even <laughs> or even the interior layout of, of a mall or of whatever you're working on you want it to be like i said before new and innovating but 
at the same time you want it to la- to be able to be relevant in a, in a for a long time so that's also something that you want to take into consideration when you are in the conceptual phase of your project yeah definitely definitely want a long lasting product that the owner looks at and can say that's going to make me money for years and years to come and then when it doesn't anymore we redo it again uh, but yeah i mean and not only that it's also the fact that i feel like we as architects as re- are responsible for like like making stuff that is gonna make our city cities look good that is gonna you like we're responsible for this. We're responsible for not building stuff that is going to look awful. Yeah. Leaving the no, money aside. Because yeah. that, that's our responsibility as city makers or whatever you want to wanna call it. It's I feel like it's our responsibility. And I take that. I personally take that responsibility very, like, very seriously. Yeah. Like you're putting part. stuff out there that is probably going to be there for a while. You might mm. as well make it pretty. You might as well make it durable. You don't want to be filling up your city with with stuff that is not nice, that you're not proud of, that is not going to last. Yeah, that's just yeah. not good architecture. Yeah, high quality products and high quality design, and in turn create a high quality architecture. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, well, anyways, um, we we hope. You enjoyed this podcast. We we're very into the, this topic, and I know we keep going back to like comparing it to school, but it's because it's actually very like relevant, and it is for me. It is it is very yeah. interesting. You know, we're not and that it far really remo- shows you. Sorry, I was going to say we're not <laughs> right. we're not we're not that far removed from it. Uh, so you know, it it is interesting to look back and kind of compare it. Exactly. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so remember, everyone, if you ever have any questions, comments, ideas for future episodes, really anything at all, you can always reach us at podcast at createworldwide.com. I uh, will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Remember to create worldwide. <laughs>